Emergency Spring Break Pod, Taylor and I go over the new realignment for cross-country state tournament. Hit it. There's only one thing that could make us talk about cross country on the Indiana Runner podcast in April during the middle of the track season, and that is the cross country tournament being realigned. So we've now got it officially from the IHS, IHSAA. There you go. We also heard from the IATCCC, who had a proposal sent out. We had seen a proposal a few weeks or months in advance, and this looks what pretty we saw solid. looks pretty much like it, right? I didn't yeah. go combing through it, but so here's what we already do: Colin Altavote, Taylor Marshall, uh, we're we're going over our spring break for this emergency podcast. We already knew that it would be three rounds. We knew that five teams would advance from each round, and we it, it's fifteen individuals, right? Not on advancing yeah. teams. Correct. 15 individuals on a non-advancing team will now make it out. Instead of 10. Yes. And then we knew that it would be 25 sectionals, five regionals to one state meet. So the first round would be marginally different. Instead of 32 sites, there's now 25. Looking around, it, to me, it didn't make that big of a difference. Uh, and then five qualifying rounds instead of four so essentially there we knew there there would be the four semi-states and that they were going to add a fifth site right here were the two major takeaways that i had and then we can get to your takeaways and maybe talk about some notable moves and then based on incc stats we can project the state meet teams one the southern semi-state the southern regional now move from Brown County to Evansville. Evansville getting some love from the IHSAA. Uh, not only are they going to receive one of these new uh, regional sites, um, but uh, I saw that the wrestling tournament, Colin, will be hosted in Evansville this upcoming year, so for 2024. So some love to the far southwestern section of our state. Yes, and that's, that's a one-year thing for wrestling because of the All-Star game. Either way, it's a NBA nice uh, drive for a change for if you're uh, living in Evansville. Evil, the, other, the other major takeaway is that the new regional, the site, will be at Brownsburg. The other one we'd heard talked about was Harrison. Yeah. I think that we I, – well, I guess I don't want to speak for you necessarily. You can speak freely for yourself. I had – or still have doubts about either of those sites abilities to host a regional meet. That's going to have 25 teams plus an additional 75 individuals. So yeah. 25 teams would be 175. We're talking about 250 runners in these races. We've been out to Brownsburg. Yeah. For a small invitational. And it fits a small invitational. And I think I'd shared Basically, what you're saying, you and I are in a group message with some other coaches in the area. And this, yeah, shout out. And um, when the news first broke, when the alignment uh, was announced, 
uh, that was my my big kind of concern there, right? So you and I coach at a school that will be fed through the Brownsburg uh, Regional. And, um, you know, we've been there. They do a great job with that meet. I think my concerns would be the start line and the fact that it may not be wide enough to host the number of teams. It's, it's not even close now. I'm assuming that they've assured the IHSA that they could they could really widen it. So there's that concern that will need to be addressed. There's the concern about the wood section and the coming in and out. It may not be as big of a deal with the uh, varsity level regional meet, uh, you know, meaning that the kids won't be as spread out. But, you know, we're talking about a big range of ability here, so it, it could very well be a problem. And then the third uh, issue I would say is, is where do all the spectators go on the course, but where do all the teams set up to, right? I think there's, uh, we're kind of crammed in, a, in an area. Brownsburg invite over Labor Day weekend. It works for our team. We were going to continue to go there. We yeah, that's like, a great meet. But I think hosting a much larger meet on that campus might present uh, some challenges. So we'll have to see how Brownsburg handles that this upcoming fall. And you know what? You and I may be sitting here eating crow after the meeting and say, hey, look, they did a great job. All those things we worried about, no big deal. Brownsburg handled it. But we'll have to see what happens with the, the start line in the course. I mean, some things you just can't move. Um, so that that was a kind of a surprise on that. So Brownsburg is a high school that is very invested in athletics. And they have a school district that really values that. Yes. I guess my concern would be that maybe their eyes are a little bigger than their stomach on this uh so to speak but i'm guessing that we're just two guys you know talking into our computers right now like i'm guessing that the ihsa has looked into this and didn't just willy-nilly pick somebody so yeah that 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 could be uh, the ihsa very very thorough, well thought out organization that probably did their due diligence, Colin, just in case anybody from the IHSA were to be listening to our podcast. We we are big fans, right? Big, big fans. Yeah. Okay. Any other, <laughs> any other, I'll, I'll, I'll delete that part just in case. Uh, yeah. <laughs> any, uh, any other takeaways you have, Taylor's takeaways? From yeah, this. Uh, we this is this could maybe also fall under the what we already knew category, but um, we had seen this uh, in that kind of idea that was floating around that you said we, we saw in advance. Um, the IHSA went with an, an east west configuration when it came to uh, aligning teams and schools to the regionals or, or the sectionals to start rather than a north south configuration, right? So um, that means, again, for the regional that you and I will participate in at Brownsburg, we're going to see central Indiana teams like where we're from, but we're also going to see teams from the Lafayette area and the Terre Haute area, right, making the travel toward Brownsburg. So a very different kind of setup means we'll see some teams earlier that we typically wouldn't see until the state meet. And then the teams that we see a lot of, you and I, uh, we're, we're not going to see until we get to state. I'll have a couple week break from uh, the Noblesvilles and the Fishers and the HSEs and these schools that we have having to see a lot during the season. And we're a part of our uh, sectional or regional at some point. I mean, we, you know, we're talking about HSC. We got to go back a few more years, but they were there. So here were some notable moves 
that takes us right into the next part pretty handily here. Uh, HSE and Fishers move back to the Shelbyville Regional. Penn moves back to New Prairie. Warsaw moves back to New Haven. So all of those teams at one point were in those semi-states and are now were moved out and are now kind of coming back. North Ridge is moving to New Prairie. I believe that's for the first time. When I was in high school, North Ridge was in the New Haven semi-state. They've been in the New Haven semi-state recently. So I don't think they ever moved to New Prairie, but now they will be there. These are like kind of notable like annual state meet teams. And then at this new regional at Brownsburg, Carmel, Zionsville, West Lafayette, Harrison, North Central, Burbuff, and Avon, and then obviously Brownsburg um, are moving from their respective regionals to this new Brownsburg regional. So I guess it's kind of Northwest, Northeast, Indy West, Indy East, and then South, more or less, because there are some places in deep in South Indiana that will now be going to Shelbyville. Yeah. So looking at this teams that really benefit in my mind are those bubble teams in both new Haven in that Fort Wayne area and in the central Indiana area that um, would have gone to the Shelbyville semi-state, but were likely bounced out at the Noblesville regional, right? I think those are the teams that we're going to see really get a, a, a boost here um, you know, who, uh, the ones that we talk about likely would have made it any other regional, that kind of thing. Um, those are the schools that were going to benefit from that. Um, and I think we'll, we'll get to this point about the number of those schools here in a bit, but, um, I think, you know, the, the sort of bubble teams that are close, but, uh, maybe it just doesn't work out on their day. They're that sixth place team at the Noblesville regional. I think they're pretty excited about this. Let's. Here's what I did. I went through and took, based on INCC stats, 2023 preseason ratings. And that could shift around a little bit with track times, things like that. Um, but, but not a whole lot. Here are the top five teams in each of the five regionals. So that'd be 25 teams at the state meet. Here are the 25 teams projected. Starting with the boys, right? Yes, boys first year. New Prairie. Northridge, Valpo, Penn, Lake Central, and Laporte. Laporte is ranked 24th in the state on INCC stats. So perfect, a perfect one would be the top 25 teams make it, right? Yes. That'd be a perfect spread. Um, New Haven, which actually is also moving back to the Plex, away from Huntington and away from Marion. So the site's going to change. The host school stays the same. Concordia. Warsaw, Homestead, Angola, Oak Hill. Oak Hill, the 37th ranked team on INCC stats. Angola, the 30th ranked team. So by those stats, by what we know now, that is the easiest semi, the easiest regional rather to move on from. Brownsburg, Carmel, shout out. Zionsville, Brownsburg, Avon, Burbuff. Burbuff ranked 23rd. Shelbyville, Noblesville, Franklin Central, Fishers, Center Grove, Hamilton Southeastern. Hamilton Southeastern ranked 14th for Buff Rank 23rd. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, so Shelbyville would be the toughest to navigate, which is still the case right now. Yes. Even after a lot of the usual suspects from the Shelbyville semi-state have now moved on to the um, Brownsburg Regional, Carmel, Zionsville, Burbuff 
have been three teams that have made it each of the last four or five years, probably. Uh, and the Evansville Regional, Floyd Central, Bloomington North, Columbus North, Bloomington South, Evansville, Wrights. Wrights is 25th. So the best teams out are Mount Vernon at 21st and Greenfield at 22nd, both of them in the Shelbyville uh, Regional. 23 of the best 25 are projected to make the state meet. So to me, this is like, now this is cyclical too, right? It'll it'll move around, but this is a lot more even than it had been. I, yeah, I think this is what you want to see, right? You're, you're pushing 25 of the best teams. I think I've said this on the podcast before. If not, I know you and I have talked about it. I think the state meet should be a collection of the best teams in the state and then the title is settled or the podium finishes are settled on that date, right? I think rather than eliminate some of the best teams earlier on, as was the case with the previous format, I think this is what you want when you've got 23 of the 25 teams. And it is cyclical, but we do know that certain areas are going to continue to send more teams or have, have the higher uh, ranked teams, right? I mean, uh, big population centers in central Indiana. It, it's going to make sense that, you know, the the deepest teams or the deepest regional, I should say, with the most teams like that, they're, they're going to be uh, up there every year. But 23 of the 25 on the boys' side, you know, that, that seems to make sense, right? And if you're Angola and you're Oak Hill, you're two of those sort of bubble teams in New Haven, um, who would now make it out, who may not have made it under the previous scenario, this can also be pretty good for you, right? Oak Hill, not a very big school. And, uh, you know, we're going to see some success there. Maybe they'll continue to build on um, what they've already done uh, here in the past. This um, <clears throat> this isn't an invitation uh, for people to open up, but I actually, maybe they people got, got, got let out their piece, got it off their chest earlier. And they're just resigning to the fact there's been a lot less complaining on the message board than I would have thought. I think when the document that we saw was leaked and people kind of had an under, like this was sort of, we saw this coming, right? Maybe not the specifics, but the, the big picture changes were going to happen. And that was kind of shared at the coaches clinic to an extent. It was talked about on the message board. You'll never make everybody happy. And I think that's something different, but I think people, people knew kind of the, the big changes that were going to come about. And like you said, they either shared their piece already or, or that's it. Let's switch to the girls side, the new prayer regional Penn, Valparaiso, Morgan township, Lake central crown point, crown point ranked 25th preseason. Oh, you know what? Let's, let's go back up. One second. Um, for on the boys' side, for comparison, I went back and looked at the 2022 preseason rankings. And granted, there's one more team that's going to make it out now. It's going to be 25 teams at the state meet instead of 24 last year. Right. But both the best teams projected out of the state meet, so the best teams not to move on based on preseason rankings, those three teams were. Garen, Westfield, and North Central. Not how the season ended up, but based on projections. So comparing apples to apples here as we're doing preseason projections for 2023. 
Garen was ranked 11th in the state and weren't projected to make the state meet. Westfield 14th, North Central 16th. So that that to me shows this it is a lot more even. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On the girls' side, the 25 projected state meet teams. And at some point, I we, we expect, maybe not anytime soon, it may be June or July, that INCC stats will probably update their simulations with this new tournament path. Penn, Valpo, Morgan Township, Lake Central, Crown Point. Crown Point ranked 20, 25th. Those are the five teams out of New Prairie. New Haven, Homestead, Concordia, Carroll, East Noble, Warsaw. Warsaw moving from New Prairie into New Haven. They're, Warsaw's ranked 18th, so that's the girls' side much tougher to navigate than the boys' side. And like yeah. we said, that that kind of stuff is cyclical. Yes. Brownsburg, Carmel, shout out. North Central, Zionsville, Brownsburg, Burbuff. Burbuff ranked 16th, so a little tougher to navigate um, than the other regionals. Shelbyville, Noblesville, Hamilton Southeastern, Franklin Central, Westfield, and Garen. Evans, Garen ranked 23rd. Evansville, Bloomington South, Floyd Central, Corridon Central, Edgewood, Columbus North. Columbus North ranked 26th. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that uh, Columbus North will be better than the 26th best girls team next fall. So the best teams out, number 24, Avon, number 27, Franklin, and number 28, Batesville. 24 of the top 25 teams uh, projected to advance to the state meet. You can't get any more even than that. You can't, and that fits in line with what I think the state meet should be. It should be a collection of the best teams um, and have them decide on that day and sort it out rather than, you know, what was possibly a previous goal of, well, let's just get, like the best team is going to make it, and therefore we're just worried about crowning the best team. And that's not maybe what we should be doing. And also, you know, we we talked about, did the IHSA look into this with one of the host sites? There's no way that the IHSA looked at this or even the IATCCC looked at this to say, how can we perfectly balance this for next year's teams and their projections, right? Right. This just happens to be that it's, and I think moving forward, it will be a little more balanced. Now, there, there are going to be years where, the Shelbyville and the Brownsburg semi-regionals especially might be a little more unbalanced and some of the better teams may not get out. But I think this has found a way to divvy up the population centers a, a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. This is good. For comparisons, the three best teams out in the 2022 projections, number 19, Avon, number 21, Franklin, number 25, Brownsburg. So the girls was a little more balanced last year. Anyway, uh, I mean, do you remember back maybe when you were in high school, uh, kind of the late part of the O's, maybe the early part of the teens, like how imbalanced that was? Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, I went to a school that fed through the Burbuff sectional and the Burbuff regional. And we saw Carmel there in some of the Hamilton County schools. Um, and yeah, you, I mean, it was top five and this was before they brought individuals on non-advancing teams. So you just had to be in the top 10 regardless. It didn't matter whether your teammate, if you're in the top 10, you were going on. So 
you know, things, things have gotten better in terms of uh, maybe access to the state meet, if that's how you want to put it, or, or the purpose of bringing the best kids together on that last Saturday of October. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, I, there's a, there's a story about a, a team out of that region who uh, didn't make it out early and was, was certainly the best or one of the best teams of the, I don't want to call this team out is what the point is, but this. You're talking about LN in 2004. Talking about LN in 2004. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that that kind of goes on with the lore of, oh my gosh, this. I think some better comparisons would be um, back when the Central Indiana Semi State. It was the Franklin Central Semi State for a while. Then it was the Carmel Semi State. Yeah. And then it became the Shelbyville Semi State. But it used to have all the teams that it did last year. In addition to that, Columbus North was in it. Yep. Even times when Brown County had a semi-state, Columbus North is like 15, 20 minutes from there. Columbus North would go up to Carmel for the semi-state. Yeah. And it had Hamilton Southeastern and Fishers. And then when those two, those three schools got moved out, Columbus North always should have been in the Southern semi-state. Um, when those three schools got moved out, not in the same year, that really started to even things up. But there were some Pendleton Heights teams that were like sixth at the semi-state. Yeah. There were some Batesville really teams that were sixth or seventh with all of those schools in it. Um, that I, I think that's a better one than the Lawrence North team for this reason. The Lawrence North team that was number one all year. They had a really good team. This was maybe four or five years before it really took off. Around 2008, 08, 09, 2010, there started to be kind of like super teams. And this, the, I remember the team for, that won when Lawrence North was out was Northridge and the team I was on at Snyder was fourth at the state meet. And we didn't have any guys on that team that broke 10 minutes that spring. I don't think. Yeah. And you wouldn't see that. I mean, now there's whole teams that have 10 guys break 10 minutes. Right. Um, but the Lawrence North team was ninth at the semi-state. So it wasn't just like, Oh, it's just, it's such a strong year. And we just, we were off by just, a, they were ninth. They, you know, they, yeah wouldn't have made it out tough tough day um yeah haven't thought about that for a while 2004 uh anything else on the realignment i think uh, again i think this is good for the sport i think we're going to see more the the better teams there at the state meet and a higher caliber meet itself and with more balance and i think that that works out and uh, again not everybody is going to be happy can't please everyone but i think that um, again, the goal is to bring the best teams together for uh, the state meet. And I think this is uh, closer to that than the previous uh, tournament path. And it does cut one round out of the tournament. Uh, Josh Horowitz, when we were looking through this, he and I were texting about it. And he said, this makes sense. Like that first round, the sectional is still going to be silly. Yeah. There's still oh, going to be a lot props. of just moving from 25 to five. There's still going to be a lot of either teams that don't run their best kids or teams that run their best kids and they're just jogging. There's still, there's still going to be a lot of that. I think that's the case, but I, as a school that can afford another opportunity to girls outside the projected top seven, I'm not against it. 
right? I no, mean, I think it's it's good for us. I think it's good for us, right? You you in a lot of other big schools now. If if you're a small school athlete or coach or parent, and you're not happy, like I, I get it, right? I hear what you're saying, but uh, we the other tough part that you and I have to balance with with big teams that have a lot of depth is finding opportunities for our girls or boys to compete, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and w- what's better than a Saturday in October? where the weather's finally broke, right? These are kids who may be running a lot of JV meets where they start, you know, if it would see this year is a boy's first year this fall, you're in that girl's JV race at the flash rock meet. And it's like 1130 noon when the gun goes off and it's 80 and, you know, 80% humid, like that's not enjoyable, right? That's not a recipe to be successful. So if we can afford these kids an opportunity to race late in the season when the temperatures are cool, there's good competition, they get another shot. Those are things that you and I get to celebrate. So I understand that while some may not like that you and I could do that um, or that other schools of similar size or ability could do that, I think we're focused on what's best for our kids. And I I think this is a, a really good thing where, you know, should we choose girls or boys outside of our projected seven at the state meet? they get another meet that they get to go run. And that's great. And this affords everybody an, an opportunity to run another week where it's not limited to just one varsity race so that all of the things that could have been on the, could not have been on that previous weekend. Cause that was when the sectional started yeah. was when the tournament started, those things can move back. And I know for instance, uh, there's a JV meet that we've gone to in the past. It was on the weekday that could be really, really hard to get to based on school dismissal time in central Indiana and uh, how far away it is. And if it's for JV getting all of those kids out of class, which is just a non-starter with numbers of some of those schools, like that could move back to that Saturday and that would give everybody another opportunity to compete, which is, you know, we, we want to boost participation to the extent that it's feasible. And I I think think a shorter tournament helps that. I don't know what Noblesville in particular will do, but I think we'll see, a lot of schools host JV invites um, on what was the previous sectional Saturday. And I think that's a great thing. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll participate, right. Let us know. Uh, we'll send our girls and boys that Saturday uh, because I think it's good for them. Well, we'll, we'll probably be at Bill as well. So, well, I mean, I think I'm going to move that one back. Uh, all right. You want to, one more round of fantasy track. This is kind of an emergency one over, over spring break. Uh, yes. Who's up first? It's a boy's first year, right? This is a boy's first year. Okay, and you have first pick on the boys. I have first boy's pick. Okay, well, um, with my first pick on the boy's side. All right, here's what I got. I got two picks, assuming you don't steal one of them. Um, and I'm going to go uh, – th- this first one's going to happen in the, the far uh, northwestern section of our state, Colin. Yeah, there we go. I knew you were thinking the same thing. Um, he made a face there on zoom and we saw it. Um, this, this is a, an area that doesn't get a lot of love, especially early on because it's quite chilly and the region as they like to refer to it as, um, but I'm going to go with a fast kid named Cameron gathers. He goes to Lake central. He's a senior. Uh, he placed in both the hundred and the 200 at the state meet, uh, last year. 
Um, he did not participate in HSR, but uh, well, his team did in, in general, but uh, Lake Central was ranked second, the four by four going in and his name was listed. I assume he ran, um, but a lot of the schools way up north didn't come down. So anyway, Cameron Gathers, welcome to the team. Uh, happy to have you here. All right. Well, that was definitely my pick. And I even did some background to make sure that he's on the track team and he definitely is. Uh, so this puts me in a bit of a bind. I wasn't, I just didn't think that, um, that would happen. You know what? My girls kick now while you look. No, no. Cause I have first pick on the girls. So. Well, do your girls pick and then you can, uh, then I'll do mine. And while you're, you're no, uh, no, 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 I got to figure it out. Uh, we're going to see if you got them. You don't. Um, well, if we, if we consider um, my real track team to be one of the contenders, maybe my fake track team should be made up of athletes from another contending team. And I've already got two of them from Plainfield. So why not another one? I'm going to take Bodie Gilkerson, who is their high jumper. Yeah. And I confirm that you have not taken him. I have so not. he won his event last year and uh, seems like he'll be among the contenders this year since he's good at jumping high, which is the event. That is the event. Shout out, Bodie. Way to jump high. And on the girls' side, I am going to take Caitlin Henselmeyer from – Center Grove, she set the um, she set the state record in the four hundred open four hundred indoors. And then, as I was looking the other day, just I don't know why I was looking through this. Maybe because one of the girls on our team at Carmel was in my class. Maybe we were talking about it. Um, I looked at the four by two splits. Did you see what she split? Assuming she was the anchor of Center Grove's four um, by she, two, she was the anchor but what did she oh you said four by two or four by four four by two okay i know she anchored the four by four but i, I can't speak to the four by two but what i think that this is her because they're the anchor on center groves team split 2387 automatic timing that has to be her they have another really talented sprinter named maddie kramer but i think that could it have has to be her and, okay. and for, for comparison, because I know not everybody is super into sprint times and some people maybe can't um, necessarily understand, like they may understand what good girls times are, but not good boys times or what good boys times are not good girls. So the, uh, the next fastest split that I can find on here is 25 flat. So this anchor for center growth, who, who we're assuming is the, the girl that I just picked, um, she split a second faster than anyone else in the entire race. So she, she's probably got a pretty good chance to finish high up in, in both of those events. She does. Okay, good pick there. Um, am I up, girls? You're up on the girls. And All we right. timed this out well. We've got six minutes. Cool. Okay, so I picked a boy from uh, far northwestern Indiana, and now I'm going to pick a girl from the deep south, almost across the river, um, at a place that I'm going to guess has a really beautiful campus. I don't really know. I've never been there, but I think given the name, it ought to have a really nice place. And that's from Forest Park. Her name is Rachel Maringer. You didn't pick her already, did you? You look at me like that. You already picked her. 
No, she's not on my list. You picked her. You picked her when I picked Olivia Sebelo. Oh, that's right. I should write it. Rachel, I picked you twice because that's how proud and excited <laughs> I am to have you. Big and Forest Park guy over here. You know, hey, you know Forest Park's uh, nickname is? Oh, uh, what's that? You know what their the school nickname is? Uh, they are the Rangers. Yes, that's a good Forest Park Rangers. I'm telling you, like I I was uh, really excited. Okay, here we go. Then I got. Uh, did you pick this person? I don't think so. This is awesome. I'm glad we had some time left. Uh, Darrell Rice, Miss Rice from Brownsburg. No, it's all you, man. All right, there we go. Good. She's one of the best sprinters. Um, she she has a uh, let's see, she was fifth at uh, going into the uh, HSR finals in the sixty. Uh, she'll also play a big role in their four by one and, and possibly their four by four. So um, I, I'm going to add Darrell Rice to the team from Brownsburg. That's a school that got a lot of love on the podcast today. Um, and uh, there we go. Save me, please, Colin. Maybe uh, maybe after the season, she can also help them widen that start line for the uh, cross country regional. I bet she can do it all. She probably can. I don't she got get her and Rachel Maringer out there. It's all, it's all you could ask for. There'd be two Rachel Maringers if you're lucky. Yeah, I mean that would that's that's the dream, right? Is you get a kid that's really talented and wants to work hard, and then it's identical twins. Yeah, you just, yeah, you clone them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't have to clone them. They, they just they kind of came on Earth that way. Well, one way to look at it. Uh, cool. All right, man. Yeah. It, Anything else? Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me and, um, you know, excited for, for cross country, but know that we are deep in track season with, uh, a lot of the big ones coming up here. A few showcase meets after our spring break, 12 days, 12 days from Franklin central, 19 days from Carmel showcase. You can enter through the Carmel showcase on direct athletics, put a seed time that you think she or he can run in a competitive race. They do not have to have run it. We're not as limited as the, as the spots. Cool. Love that. Franklin Central's got to be a little more strict because they, you know, they can only have so many, so many, yeah. so many heats and stuff. Sure. Can't wait. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Go Hans. Go Hans. I love my little dudes. They my little guys. I love them.